episode 100. And welcome in to the Benches Cleared podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports. I am Jessica Diaz, and I represent the side of the NLS division champion, San Francisco Giants. And I represent Los Angeles Dodgers, who obviously have the best team in baseball and made their team even a little bit better today. Just a little bit better. Well, we're not even going to talk about that because I don't think it's really even that important. Uh, I think it's more You're important. You're right. We're, we're, not. On ep- we're on episode 100, Tyler. 100. That's you know, way they, more they important. They said we couldn't make it, but here we are. No matter how many times they told us to shut up. Yeah, despite all the haters, dude, all the haters keep us going, bro. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the thing people say, right? That's yeah, hate, haters make me famous, bitch. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, episode one hundred. You know, we it's it's been fun. We're gonna keep going, but you know, episode one hundred. I feel like needed to start off with a bang. So I was like, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. And then the Dodgers just made it happen for us because mm. the Dodgers made a bang today. Training AJ Pollock, RIP, for one eight-time All-Star, Craig Kimbrell from the Chicago White Sox. I mean, what? This is like four years in the making now. Finally, the Dodgers have Craig Kimbrell. Like this is like when the Dodgers got Cole Hamels. It was like, oh, cool. I mean, it's just too late. It's like way too late because we've heard this every July for five fucking years. Right. Uh, this is a little bit different. Craig Kimbrell is still, you know, he's an elite guy. He's definitely going to help bolster that Dodger bullpen, which mm. definitely needed a little bit of help. And going to miss A.J. Pollock. I mean, A.J. Pollock was looking to be in the lineup all the time, either playing left field or DHing. Right. So it, it's definitely not like A.J. Pollock was just a super expendable guy. I mean, he was definitely going to help bolster the lineup. I think what really helps them make this move is the way Edwin Reese has been a little in spring training. I mean, the dude's just mashing the ball. Good. I mean, it really makes last year's like over 30 or whatever he was before he went on the IL and got that shoulder surgery. I mean, he was hurt. He was definitely really, really hurt. So I think Rios makes this move possible because he's going to slot into the lineup, I think, pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. But now the Dodgers have a closer. They have a bona fide closer, even though Blake Trinan, I think, could have uh, definitely been the closer. But him as your setup guy and Bruzdar in the middle of that and Hudson. I mean, the Dodgers bullpen is is, is going to be good. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Greg Kimbler definitely makes this bullpen better. Does he, though? I mean, you, 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 I. Everyone's kind of like, yes. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that 100%. are saying some negative stuff too, but a lot of people are talking about how they're excited that, that you know, Craig Kimbrell's there, and those are the same people that were saying that uh, Kenley Jansen was washed. So, Kenley Jansen had a way better, 20, well, not way better if you take into the, the entire year into account, but if you're looking at the White Sox part of it, which is the second half of the season, I mean, the dude had a five ERA. I mean, gave up. But he also wasn't the the he also wasn't the closer. He wasn't the closer in Chicago. So so does that mean that uh, he wasn't dominant? That's a big deal. All of a sudden, he's gonna be dominant in the ninth. I think that's a big deal for a guy that's been 
a closer his whole life. It's like Trey Turner going to play second base. I, I mean, I know shot. he's still pitching. It's the same position, but I, I think it drastically changes things. And I think we're going to have the same kind of feeling with Craig Kimbrell. He's like a Kenley Jansen where there's going to be some shaky moments. Right. Keep going. Just want to grab something. <laughs> Go ahead. Jesus. There's going to be some shaky moments, but I mean, there's going to be shaky moments with every closer. That's just how it is. But I think on the whole, he definitely makes the team better because if anything, that's one more depth piece because mm. we know pitching is going to be, it's going to be a struggle this year with this shortened spring training, you know, and the Dodgers have some guys on the shelf. You got guys like Tommy Canley who are going to come back and they said mid-May. I think he's making his first appearance tomorrow or today against those dirty, nasty giants that we hate so much. Yeah, I, well, I, I forgot. And then that, yeah, Phil, today, Phil Bigford's gonna the, not is going to be. Yeah, the, Phil uh, Bigford's not going to start the season with the team. He's going to be on the IL. So a couple guys are going to be down, and Craig Kimball is definitely a, a step up from those guys. So we're all right. I don't know because you you keep talking about how the I I just don't. I don't think he's much of an addition, to be honest with you. I think the White Sox wanted to get rid of him for a reason. Um, he didn't do shit for them. The 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 knock against Canley was, oh, my gosh, he gives up the long ball, but he gave up four home runs all year last year, and Craig Kimball gave up five home runs in the, 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 the half a season that he spent with the White Sox. Um, you know, you could say it's about the closing thing, but at the same time, maybe it's a thing of, uh, he's on a non. He was on a non-competitive team, and then got moved to a competitive team, and just sucked with the competitive team. I find the uh, uh, I mean, straight line to here, that. Here's more the than thing: the, the closing role. Here's what I don't understand. I would have rather had Kenley. Right. I would rather have Kenley, and you could have done it for the same. For I mean, for the same price. Right. Kenley, I think, is like seventeen, eighteen. But you obviously would have still had Pollock's contract, so that's an additional ten. Right. So you could have, done you know, I, I would rather have Kenley. I'm not. Yeah, but I I'm not trying to sit here and say Craig Kimbrell is better than Kenley Jansen. I want Kimbrell, and he's my guy. I'm not saying that. You're putting words in my mouth, guy. I put a lot. In your I don't head. know what you're saying, but I'm going to take it as disrespect. Hey, mm-hmm. And, but I I like that the it was a a step swap. I like that we didn't have to give away any prospects. We didn't have to eat any money of Pollock's contract. And the way I kind of look at it is AJ Pollock missed that opt-out mark by 25 at bats. So because he missed that, we get Craig Kimbrell. I mean, I'll, I'm all right with it. I think the uh, bullpen is much more of a necessity for the Dodgers right now. They needed to add something than the lineup. The lineup's going to be fine without AJ Pollock. Yeah, the lineup is probably, if not the best in baseball, definitely top two or three. I can't see anyone arguing any any lower than that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, wait, what did you say? From, wait, uh, what's the top three in baseball? Uh, Dodgers lineup. The lineup. Yeah. Oh, it's number one, but okay. I said if it's not number one, it's top three. You can't really. Oh, argue I'm sorry. Your shit that. internet connection's cutting out, so I can't hear you. 
you're such a liar. Why don't you dare talk about my internet? It's the best internet in the world. Um, yeah, I, it's it's a yeah, it's a um, it's it's definitely a step down going from AJ Pollock to, you know, I guess the the this trade off would be more at bats for Gavin Lux. Um, you know, mm, we'll find out. But this makes Chris Taylor your everyday left fielder, so I, I think yeah, it'll be good for Chris, Chris Taylor, Taylor to have there. a. Right, Chris Taylor was going to be there over Lux, you know, at second. His his bat was going to be in the lineup. Um, yeah, I know, so but I, I'm saying this gives him a home. This gives him a position, a solid. He's going to play 130 games at this position rather than just kind of scampering all over the field. Yeah, it, it's it's also kind of annoying too because I was going to come on here and ask you. I had a question for you. If you know, uh, it was going to be more of like a closing. Um, type question, but I guess I'll ask it now because we're kind of in that mode. Just, just um, hit me with it, baby. Um, I was going to say, you know, just, you know, we're, we're a week away from opening day, um, a little bit less than a week, but um, if there's one move you can make before the deadline at the buzzer, um, what would you add to? I mean, it might not be the, the, the move that you really wanted, but you freaking already got one, but if you can get a second one, where, where, where are you going with it? Starting pitcher. It would be, dude, Andrew Heaney is, maybe the Dodgers think they can still fix him because like two starts in spring training isn't enough, but he's given up like four home runs in probably eight innings or so, and that's been his problem his whole career. He's given up the long ball. I think Heen Dog's cooked. I thought Mm. he was cooked before they got him. So, you know, you keep hearing the the A's duo over there, you know, with Montas and Manaya. I, I don't think, obviously, if it's gone this long, I think the A's are going to try to hold on to him to the deadline. Right. So I don't have, think that's going to happen. More. So, yeah. So I don't think there's, you know, a premier starter that you can go after. But you got guys like Danny Duffy on the 40 man who, you know, obviously need time to build up. And I don't right, think right. they're going to break with the team out of, out of spring training. So I mean, the do the Dodgers have a lot of options too? I mean, you got guys like Andre Jackson, Mitch White, who can kind of fill in Tyler Anderson, even though I know they want him in the pen. So starting pitcher to answer your question, it would be a starting <laughs> pitcher, but it's it's just not really fathomable at this time. I I don't I think it is. If they, I guarantee the A's would be interested in a, you know, maybe a Manaya for a Gavin Lux. Um, you know, he's still a big time. Right, but you know. I don't think Andrew Friedman's interested in that. And I think right. they would be much more likely to do something like that at the deadline when you kind of have a scope of what the team looks like, what the standings are. Right. And it makes no difference to the A's. They can they know they're gonna be shit all year, so what difference does it make to them? Right. Um you know, to ask myself. Dude, what are, that what question, are you guys? I was gonna say, what are you guys gonna do with you know late late night Lamont's out, old yeah, man Longoria's out, Longoria Lamont. But the thing is, is has Brandon Belt even played in the spring yet? He has not played in spring, but he's done. Uh-oh. He's played in their um their simulated Uh-oh. games, and they're they're holding more candle to that than anything. There is murmurs that he might not be able to to start opening day, but Uh-oh. the thing is with this team is everything is situational so much that there's no real with Buster Posey gone in this lineup. There's no real, I guess, star, maybe Brandon Crawford. Um, Brandon Bell can have that argument, but 
at the same time, if you put Darren Ruff over there, bat wise, I I I feel like they can you know they're 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 pretty close. Um, you know, projecting that Darren Ruff repeats and maybe even progresses even a little bit more. Um, especially getting more at bats now. Um, so I, I don't think these IL stints, especially them not being that that long, I don't think that they really hurt too much. I mean, I would much rather have uh, um, Wade in there, um, you know, with his bat versus Duggar's bat. But at the same time, you're getting a huge upgrade on defense um, with with Wade out, and you, I'm guessing Duggar's going to take that spot. Um, but if I were to add one Hail Mary deadline piece, um, I know it's not going to happen because of how much it would cost to to to, to get this guy. But oh, we're we are, I already know what it is. Everyone already knows what it is. Everyone knows. It's the most obvious move. Everyone knows. Is it? Then say it, it with me. Share. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll say it on three. <laughs> One, two, three. Jose Ramirez. Sonny Bono. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. No, yeah, of course. Jose Ramirez. Uh, I, I just don't... From what they would have to give up, I just don't see them doing it. Um, you know, because you there's no way you'd be able to keep Matos, Harrison and uh, Luciano um, in, in that deal. And I'm not sure they want to give up any of those guys for for Ramirez right now um, when they could have gotten, you know, a, a crazy deal for Correa. But then again, Correa would, would have to play short, but they could have done that for Story or, or you know, just one of those guys. So um, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be the best fit. Um, I would have loved – I can't believe yeah. – that Jesse Winker was out there for the price tag that he was out there for. And, you know, if you want to add a big bat, that's that would have been the way to go, I feel like. You know, don't pick up Jock Peterson yeah. and just trade for Jesse Winker. Yeah, but, dude, I don't know. I think the Jose Ramirez thing, I mean, I, I hope to God it doesn't happen, but, right, dude, I think it might be worth it. I mean, he's controllable for a couple more years. And the guy's just been great. He's been right. so good. Yes. I, so, I completely agree with you. I, I but and you don't want a prospect hug because at the end of the day, everyone always has the, you know, oh, we don't want to give up these guys. We don't want to give up these guys. And then five years later, they're, you know, um bouncing around to different teams. The, I mean, case in point, right, like the Yankees the, did not want to give up Clint Frazier to get Madison Bumgardner. Because he was just too much, and he, there's no way they're going to give up Clint Frazier because Clint Frazier is a superstar. They end up DFAing him two years later, so that I happens was a lot. Say, yeah, but you get scared. Yeah. Uh, you know, you also don't want to be the next Tatis. You don't want to be the next. You know, um, you know, for for Giants land, you you don't want to give up the next Brian Reynolds for a year of Andrew McCutcheon. But you just got to roll those eyes sometimes. But I just don't think they're going to do that for you know Ramirez. Maybe next year when he will cost less, but. I don't see that happening this year. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure, but I hope to God it never happens. So, mm. dude, and you guys are going to be fine. You know, if Brandon Belt can't go, you guys got an all-star first baseman. Just slot Jock Peterson in there. He's a great defensive first <laughs> baseman. Def- yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, he can that's catch the ball. He can he can pick the ball, no problem. Um, spe- speaking of rosters, I don't know. I don't know what the Giants roster looks like right now because I don't give a shit. Mm. But let, let, let's get into some roster predictions because I have a feeling okay. there's more 
predictions on your side than there is mine because the Dodgers uh, lineup yeah, is pretty I, set in stone. At the end, yes, but yeah. Not really position player-wise with the guys in the IL and stuff, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Okay, so let, let, let's go through it, and then let's give it a grade because okay. we're not, we're not complete homers. We're not going to give an A-plus for everything. Yeah, oh, let, let's start with the uh, the rotation. I'll, okay. I'll start it off with my boy, Walker Bueller. He's going to be the ace this year, mm. number one. Kershaw is going to be numero dos mm. or three. Mm. Um, but the, the Dodgers rotation, you know, like I said, I would love a new st- uh, another starting pitcher. But the Dodgers starting rotation, at least there's depth. You know, Dustin May should be coming back maybe by before the All-Star break potentially. Right. Um, you know, you got Gonsolin taking the fifth spot. Andrew Heaney's the big and Gonsolin. They're, I think those both those guys could blow up. But you got guys like Andre Jackson, Mitch White. You got, like I said, Tyler Anderson, David Price, if he needs to make a start. So there are guys. Danny Duffy is on the 40-man. <clears throat> the first three guys are are great. They're elite. It's those back two that I'm, I'm really worried about. So I'm, I'm going to give the Dodgers a B mm-hmm. as far as the rotation goes. Because if I think they could have added one the, more. Right. And if the, one of those guys go down for you know an extended period of time. Yeah, right. And that's the whole thing with Dustin May is, you know, when he comes back, they're going to be watching his pitches. He's not going to be tallying up very many innings. But then when you think about, you know, that Dustin May could come back and be your four, I mean, it seems like you're in a pretty good place. And who knows what will happen at the deadline. But as it stands right now, I think they're a solid B. And as we always say, as long as everyone stays healthy, it should be okay. And that never happens. Right. Of course. Right. Um, and, uh, to, to, to go for the Giants starting pitching. Um, I mean, I, I feel like it's, it's a, you know, I don't even want to say it's like top heavy. Um, I, I think there's a definite difference between one and two and three and five, but I feel like three and five can be very interchangeable. Um, I feel like they're all on like the same level. I feel like obviously Logan Webb, um, if he continues what he did last year, um, and he's still young, he can even progress, honestly. Um, He's your obvious number one ace. Um, Carlos Rodon could be the best pitcher in the National League at times. So I, I, those are two elite dudes. Your bottom three are, I believe, very solid. Three, like they're all could be. Inter- I mean, you go from you know, there's Alex Wood, Anthony DiScalfani, and um, uh, Alex Cobb, who supposedly is throwing 96, 97 out there. That's what the gun keeps saying. Um, they said he did the whole driveline thing. Who knows if it's real? We'll find out. Um, but Alex Cobb is going to be your five, but he can easily be the third best pitcher in the rotation at times. Um, D. Scalfani was pitching like an all-star the first half of the year until he's had that uh, little injury issue that he was nagging with with the foot. Um, you know, Alex Wood was is can can be elite, but they're also not aces for reasons. They can also get lit up, so they can also take a step back. Di Scalfani can take a step back because, I mean, he struggled at the end. Um, you know, you don't know if it was actually the, the injury or people were just figuring him out. So, um, but honestly, uh, and then you look at your depth pieces. Uh, you got Matt Boyd coming, you know, at the beginning, I mean, in the middle of the year to kind of save the day for, you know, whoever needs to go on the IL for a little bit. You know, you got Sammy Long. You got Jacob Junis, who was, um, 
He's looked good over the spring. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Oh, Carlos Martinez, who could be something. You know, there's there's a lot of depth pieces. And for that reason, I think this is the strong point of the team. Um, I'm giving them an A for rotation. Come see me. Yeah. I don't know if I'd give them an A, but I would that's give them your an choice a, to make. A solid A. Well, <clears throat> Not A plus, but a solid A. I might give him an A minus. Um, speaking of A's, that. let's go to the let's just go to the Dodgers lineup because I can't Everyone contain myself. Okay. I, I I just have to go go there first. Uh, a okay. plus. Okay, it's an A plus. I'm just I'm not even going to go down the guys yet. It's just an A plus. It's just an and A+. everyone already knows that. You know, I, so let me let me project the opening day lineup because I can mm. project it with uh, almost a hundred percent certainty. Starting off. With my boy, former MVP, Mookie Betts in right field. Then we're going to shift over to center field. Former MVP, Cody Bellinger. Let's not talk about his spring at the plate. Then we're going to wild card game hero, CT3, Chris Taylor in left field. Then we're going to go all the way to first base. Former MVP, Freddie Freeman. Okay. Then we're going to second base. Max Muncie is just going to mash. He's just going to—he's going to hit forty dongs this He'll year. Probably DH more than second base, but I get you. Relax, okay, genius. Just saying. Trey Turner going to hit over three fifteen this season. No big deal. Justin Turner still can play a solid third base, and he can still hit the ball. And then you got the best catcher in baseball, Will Smith. He's not a great defensive catcher, as I've noted a million goddamn times, but he more than makes up for it with the stick. And then with DH, here's the thing. I was looking at other people. You know, I like seeing what's going on. I like reading. I know how to read. Seeing what other people are predicting, what the lineups are going to be and the rosters and all, yada, yada, yada. Even after AJ Pollock got traded, I have yet to see anyone include Edwin Rios making the opening day roster, even with the expanded roster spot, even though they're probably going to use it on pitching. I don't see how Edwin Rios is not on the team. Mm. I think he can be your, a DH a lot of the time. The dude is killing the ball. He's absolutely murdering the ball. and He's batting like 500. He's fixed. The shoulder surgery did it. He's ready to fucking bang. Edwin Rios makes the team. Book it. Don't at me. And he's going to hit 20 home runs this season. Calling it. That's how you know we're close to opening day is when you we start hearing the Tyler don't at me's. Um, I'm yeah, never wrong. I'm, I'm Name really one time excited. I was wrong. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am. Oh, you didn't give the grade, I don't think. So I'm going to have to accept that as a D. Uh, because you didn't finish your homework. Uh, no, I said A plus dum dum to start. Before wow. I even said the roster, I said A plus. The lineup I is just... an A plus. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, we're now we're going to uh, a lineup that is very interchangeable. Like I said, there's no stars. Uh, I mean, the closest thing. Um, there sure is it back here. Um, but we'll let's just go from uh, you. You did outfield, and I'll, and I'll go outfield. If we're starting opening day rosters, obviously Lamont Wade's not going to be there. So I would figure right field is just going to be 
Yastrzemski. That's that's his spot. Um, and he's kind of the – he was going to be the star and had a real regression uh, last year. So I, I'm hoping – I mean, and even his regression, he still had a pretty solid year, hit, hit 25 bombs. So um, I, I, I am hoping that he gets a little bit back to 2019-2020 as – um, so he is potential to have a, a you know all, all-star season, and you go to center field. Um, there, there's going to be a platoon situation there. It's going to have to be Austin Slater and um, and uh, Stephen Duggar, um, and then you're going to go over to right field, and you're probably going to get the platoon. I mean, sorry, left field, and you're going to get the platoon of Jock Peterson, and I'm guessing either Dubon or Darren Ruff. Um, you know. And I'm not even going to go over a DH because a DH is going to be any of the guys that I'm mentioning just switching off. There's not going to be a DH guy. So that's where I'm going there. Um, go to first base. Obvious um, Brandon Belt. I'm hoping he's going to be ready for opening day. So I'm going to put that positivity out there and say Brandon Belt opening day at first base. You know you know what kind of people are positive, Jesse? Positive Peters? Fucking morons. <laughs> Morons are positive. I, I was positive last year and said that the Giants were going to be over 500. And, and, and look and what it got you. Up. It got and you knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Wins. Hunters and wins. Oh, the world. Do you mine. guys get a trophy for that? I doubt it. No, no, you don't. You didn't get a trophy either. So I guess that that's all that really matters. Continue um, on positive Pete. Moron. Um, so second base, you're looking at um, either Dubon, Estrada from the right side and Lestella from the left. You know, um, you're going to have Crawford over at short. Um, you know, uh, yeah, he'll get off days every once in a while, and it'll be Estrada because Estrada's a better shortstop than Dubon. And at that third base spot, I'm thinking we're getting another one of Farhan's projects because Longo's going to be down. Um, if it's not Estrada and it's not Vossler, I'm going the great Alex Blandino, who's been tearing it up in, in, uh, in spring training this year. Or maybe even the um, super utility guy, uh, Luke Williams, that we just got from Philly. You never heard of him, but guess what? He's gonna, one is of them Bland- is going to hit 20 bombs for the Giants this year. I don't know which one. Is uh, That's just the way Blandino's the kid from Cincinnati, right? Great. The great Blandino. Can you put some respect on his name, please? Thank you. Um, and then catching. Yeah, okay. The guy no one's ever heard of. You're already exactly. saying he's going to be the future MVP. In, uh-huh. in 2018, you ever heard of uh, 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 a different Yastrzemski other than Carl? No, you did not. Okay, you thought Darren Ruff was went to create a die, and he's hitting home runs against Walker Bueller in in, in the NLC NLDS. So uh, that's just the way things go. That they here. lost. Mm. Uh, sorry, you're cutting out. I don't understand what you're saying. Anyways. Um, Catching position. I'm really happy for you that you're actually able to say you have the best catcher in baseball. Say it with a straight face because you're not. I mean, there's plenty of arguments against oh it. God. But it was a for sure you're a homer bitch when you know Buster Posey's back there. But he's not back there anymore. All right? You might get some Kirk Yeah, the man who ruined baseball is not back there. Yay. <laughs> Maybe we can go back to playing real man's baseball. What? Having pitchers Hopefully, hit? Hopefully. One is that, day. Is that what you're talking about? Well, not that, but you know, <laughs> I'm telling you, the Buster Posey rule ruined baseball. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. So, and one big thing, there's a lot of disrespect for Joey Bart going around. He's going to be the 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 main um, main backstop back there. A lot of disrespect. 
saying, you know, oh, we could have got someone else and we should have got someone else. Who? Who? What catcher out there that is a better option than him that is available? I mean, there's better catchers than him, but on teams that are good that aren't giving them up. So I don't understand where you would think to go elsewhere. There's this narrative that, you know, that they might try to get a, a catcher at the, at, at the last minute, a, a veteran guy with a little bit more um, seasoning on him. But Farhan just went on the radio and confirmed it's Joey's Bart's role. He's putting faith in him. He's going to be out there opening day, and that's his fucking role. He killed it in AAA last year. The only reason he wasn't, you know, getting brought up is because Buster Posey was on his dick-dropping tour and, um, you know, had one of the best seasons he's ever had. So I, I'm giving all my love to Joey Bart. He's going to be the shit. He's going to hit over 20 bombs. He's probably going to hit closer to, um, you know, maybe 230 than, than, you know, than 300. So um, just be prepared for that. He's going to strike out a lot. Um, so long story short, if we're talking about grades here, <sighs> I want to be realistic, but I also want to be optimistic, right? Because mm-hmm. this is this is the team that hit the most home runs in the National League. Yeah, I know you're taking away Chris Bryant, but at, at the same time, Chris Bryant was only there half the year. Um, you, you know, you're taking away Buster Posey, but Buster Posey didn't only had 15 home runs. He wasn't the number one home run guy on the team. So I'm gonna give them. A B minus, a B minus. That's where I'm going with them. And that's still being quite generous, if you ask I think, me. No, but... I think that's very solid. I think generous would have been B plus because they had one of the best offenses in, in, in baseball last year. And yes, like I said, you, you knocked out those two guys, but I don't know. The I have a lot of faith in Darren Ruff, so I don't know. We'll find out. Um, quickly, just uh, to bring it back to your boy real quick, uh, I'm just going to throw the bench pieces in there because I think with any roster, this is your most – you you just don't know. Right. I think more than ever for the Dodgers, for the bench, we don't know who's going to really be on there. Obviously, Austin Barnes, he's a shoe in Austin Barnes is going to be on there. But – because you can, you're going to be able to. I'm assuming the Dodgers are going to carry 15 pitchers to start the year. With the DH, that only leaves you three bench pieces. So I'm a, I'm going to throw one out there for you. Throw one out to me, baby. So you got you got a three man bench, right? Mm-hmm. So McKinstry has already been optioned to minor league camp, so we know he's not there. Right. So you got two spots. Two of them. Hanser Alberto is going to be one of the guys. It's pretty obvious that the Dodgers like him. He's versatile. He's a right-handed bat. He can hit for not necessarily average, but he can hit for contact. He doesn't strike out a lot. He doesn't walk a lot. He puts the ball in play. But I'm going to give the last bench spot to one and only Jake Lamb. Mm. I think Jake Lamb breaks with the team. I, here's the thing is it could go either way. This logic can work both ways. You want Gavin Lux to start the year down there to get some at bats, especially because that option is not going to count against him. It's not going to count towards the five. So you get Lux in AAA and he's able to start every day, especially if you want to give him more outfield time, you know, to kind of be able to slot him in and then you bring him up in May. 
Or you could say the same about Jake Lamb. The dude's been doing really well in, in spring training. He's a couple years removed from 30 bombs, from being an all-star, from you know getting his shoulder fixed. But I also want to give an honorable mention to someone I don't think enough people are talking about. Who? Dude, Eddie Alvarez has been great in spring training. The dude is def- versatile defensively. He's been hitting bombs. He He's just getting hits. Former Olympic silver medalist in two different events, in baseball and in speed skating. The dude's just baller. Need he's a cool speed. dude. Dude, the, yeah, Tokyo Drift, bro. Do you think he was on uh, Team Puppet Suds as a kid? Or was he an dude, X-Blades guy? I think... Nah, he was pumping suds, dog. He he pulled mm. that five forty off, no problem. So scared. He did big shit. Um, are you seriously I, I really suggesting think... to me? Hold on, really quick. Are you seriously suggesting to me that they're gonna not start the opening day roster with Gavin Lux on it? I wouldn't. Think about it. Think. Use your brain, Jesse. They can get him outfield reps. Because that's where he's going to be playing now. Now that Pollock got traded, that's where he's going to be slotting in a lot of the time. I don't know. I just feel like Muncy's going to be DHing, and he might just get that second base spot. I don't think Muncy's going to be DHing as much as you think he is. Maybe I'm. Yeah, obviously Muncy's a good second baseman, and he like Muncy's a fantastic first baseman, and he prefers playing second base. Mm. So. I, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. You keep Mac Muncy happy more than you keep I, Lux happy for sure. Right. But I, I obviously think the Dodgers are going to break camp with Lux. I'm just mm. saying what I would do. Mm. That's what I would do. That's what I think they should do. And there's a slight chance they might, but that's what I'm hoping they do. And I right. think Jake Lamb has earned a spot. And then you got, you got freaking Kevin Pilar, I just don't see it, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love me some Kevin Pilar. I don't know what it is about Kevin Pilar, but everywhere he goes, he's like a fan favorite. Um, you know, obviously in Toronto with the Giants and fucking Boston loved him. I don't I, I don't know anybody who likes the Rockies, so I have no idea if he's a fan favorite with the Rockies, but um if you're looking at bench pieces for the Giants side, I already told you him. Because they platoon, I feel like they have no true bench player because it's just a platoon situation. Their their guys are gonna, um, you're probably both sides are gonna get two at bats a game because it's gonna be a switch off situation. So, um, if you're looking for a legit bench piece and like maybe like a long shot to make the roster like 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 um, you know you had with Jake Lamb, it would have been probably Blandino. Um, I like him. I just have a better feeling about him. I think he has a better nickname that I that I gave that I can come up with, the Great Blandino, um, trademark not to be used by anybody, Rick Bobby Inc. Um, so that's who I'm going to go with. But, yeah, no true bench pieces, I don't think, really on, on this side. Oh, man, I just realized my math was totally off. Mm, that's I probably have said that a lot in your lifetime. Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait. Yes, it was very off. Oh shit! <laughs> yes, no. Uh, all right, Lux, all right, Lux all right. makes the roster hundred percent, hundred percent, because mm. I get I get an extra bench piece that I didn't count because I mm. can't count. Uh, I, scrap everything I just said. Lux is coming, <laughs> delete, 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 and let's just delete. get in. 
let's just get into the uh, <laughs> Dodgers bullpen. bullpen that I'll probably also screw up. Mm. Um, obviously, the Dodgers bullpen upgraded Craig Kimbrell. So I'm just going to run off the guys that I think you have on here. You got Victor Gonzalez. You got Daniel Hudson, Tyler Anderson, David Price, Alex Vesia, Bruce Dark Gratterall, Blake Trinan. Oh, I had David Price on there twice. <laughs> Craig Kimbrell, Justin the Price Brule. is wrong, bitch. And then I don't, I don't know what's going on with Caleb Ferguson. Right. If if he's going to be ready to go, uh, like we were talking about earlier, Tommy Canley is not going to be ready till the end or end of May, middle of May. Phil Bickford's not going to be able to uh, start the season with the team. So there, I think. Since I had uh, David Price in there twice and didn't realize it because I'm an idiot, mm-hmm. uh, it's either going to be between Shane Green, Evan Phillips, or Mitch White. And I would give it to Mitch White just because right. I think it would be nice to have another guy who has the ability to go 3-4, you know, like a Tyler Anderson might be able to, like a, a David Price might be able to. But I think... Mitch White would be your long guy. So I think they bring Mitch White in. So I, th- I think the Dodgers bullpen is going to be fine. Dude, you got Blake Trent in the eighth, Kimbrell in the ninth, and then you got Hudson and Bruzdar in the seventh, maybe even in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. I mean, they're, they're going to be all right. And what, what what is your grade on that? Professor after Co. today, after, after today. today, I'm gonna give him a B plus. No, I'm not gonna give him the That's A generous. because I want to see how it works. A B plus is generous. That's generous. Yes. Oh Craig my Kimbrough's god, your you're closer. fucking idiot. Five ERA. Cade Crimby. Cade Crimby. Can't even pronounce his name. Can't you even fucking read? It's not his fault. He doesn't know how is that? Yeah. How is that generous? I feel like that was generous. That was the weak part. Of okay, your, I can't. That was the weak part. Oh my of god! Your, I can't of, of your wait to hear last year. That was, a, that was the it was a weak part of your roster last yeah, year. Yeah, and, and how many fucking guys Jansen were hurt? to Kimbrel. Okay, uh, okay. Let's see what your grade is. Let me guess. A plus. A, a plus. No, um, honestly, I mean they had the best bullpen in baseball, and they did nothing to it. But there was a great article by uh, my man Brooks who broke down why a lot of them saw a lot of favoritism as far as, um, you know, if you're looking at FIP and, and hard hit rate and all the, the wait, the, the what did you the say? They're the what? Oh, well, they're the what they, bullpen you broke up. I honestly didn't hear you. You said the best or the worst. They were the best. They're the best ERA. Oh my, uh, okay. Okay. Th- they did. Mm-hmm. You want to look it up? Bitch. I don't need to. Okay. They were, they had the best results. Um, but like I was saying, my, my, mm-hmm. my, my man Brooks uh, wrote a article about how a lot of it um, had to do with just being in the right place at the right time. And they, sh- they it's very possible they will see regression. Oh, so they're lucky. Um, so they got lucky. Uh, mm-hmm. They might see regression mm-hmm. because a lot of things uh, just happen to go right is the way I would describe it. I don't know what that word means. Um, so I don't even like we could go through. Right, who is because um, who, who's going to be in in this bullpen? But at the end of the day, there's going to be changes throughout April, like like no other. 
it, it's it's going to be stupid to pick the the. I mean, what would it be? The the ten bullpen guys because it's going to be a fifteen um, you know, uh, a bullpen over there. Um, um, not, oh sorry, fifteen like pitching staff, so like ten ten bullpen guys probably back there. Um, I feel like the guys with options are just going to be a revolving door. Um, I, you're going to see Jacob Junis get sent up and down. You're going to see Sammy Long get sent up and down. You're going to see Gregory Santos get sent up and down. Um, it, it's going to be, I mean, you're going to have your mainstays of Jose Alvarez, um, you know, the big, you know, curving Castro, Tyler Beatty has to make the team or get let go. Cause he has no options. So I believe he's going to break camp with the team. Um, but you're going to see a revolving door of Brebia Castro, um, you know, Santos, I'm not sure if I already said that, I probably already did, but Harlan Garcia is out of options. He's going to stay up. I believe Camilo Duvall, even though he has options, he's just so good that he's going to stay. Um, if I were to have to give a grade on this awesome bullpen um, that might show a little bit of regression, um, I'm going to give a solid A-. minus. Oh, my God. You are so fucking delusional. It's unreal. A minus. You are fucking a minus. Who's your closer? Is is Duvall going to be your closer? Um, the way there's here's the thing with 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 how Kapler, many innings has he pitched? Like five in his life. Uh, I mean, he did pretty well. He did two innings. Uh, and <laughs> shut the giant Dodgers down. So that was pretty oh, tight. And he also lost lost the series. Lost the series by a fucking uh, uh, ground ball that just happened to go through. Yeah, yeah, that was his fault. Well, if he had um, swing and miss stuff, it wouldn't have been an issue. He does have swing and miss stuff. Uh, Clearly, he does. <laughs> he's selling a bitch. He does. Yes, huh? Um, so I, I, the, the Kapler, he does this thing where he says, "Oh, it's a, it's a situational thing. We we don't name a closer." But every single time he does that, he has one. You know, it was Trevor Gott. And then, oh, we're doing situational. And then it was Jake McGee until he got hurt. So then it went to Tyler Rogers. And I feel like there's a guy. I just don't know if it's going to be Jake McGee or um, Camilo Duvall, I believe. Um, Tyler Rogers is going to be a seventh or eighth inning guy, depending if there's more righties or lefties in the lineup. Same thing with either if, if it's Jake McGee in, the, in that role. It, it, I believe it's going to be Camilo Duvall closing games. And it's going to be seventh and eighth being um, Rogers and McGee, but it could be flip flopped in the seventh and eighth, depicting if there's a lot of lefties or or righties coming up in the lineup. So that's your three headed monster. I mean, Dominic Leon, uh, Leon, Dominic Leon had a uh, had a great year last year. Um, yeah, he's going to be a big part of the bullpen. Um, but there's going to be a revolving door. It's it's going to be a joke. To how many people are going to come up and come down? Um, I, our boy Jay Jackson, getting sent down was eleven times last year. So um, yeah, that's just they're they're going to abuse the fuck out of it, and that's just the way it is. But yeah, a minus, stand by it. Cool. I mean, I don't want to. I know we're going to do this later this week, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna spoil it for everyone. You know, everyone's thinking like, wow, how many wins do you think the Dodgers are going to have? I'm not going to say yet, but I can tell you how many wins Jesse thinks the Giants are going to have. 123. 25, probably. He thinks I they're think. going to be the best team ever, apparently. 125, I believe. Well, how, I mean, if, if you're, you're going to have like a three-way tie for MVP with three guys on your team. 125. Probably 125, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking home run champion, batting champion, ERA well, leader. Hold on. The hold Giants on, are going to have it all, folks. 
You're 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 saying things like they're. I mean, like we were joking a second ago, but you just went, "Oh, they're going to be the home run." They were the home run team last year. So you're you're talking like it's a joke. I'm talking about an individual you dunce. Yeah, I mean, I'm I think talking it's, about an individual on yeah, the team. Brandon Bell's going to hit 60 home runs this year, so it's not yeah, a big deal. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. The cheating well, lab. Be is, excited for is, that episode because I'm going to be bringing the facts. Jesse is going to be bringing the hopes with all the fairy dust bullshit sprinkled and it on it. Worked last but year. I'll be bringing bitch. you straight facts. And it worked. Yeah. And what do they say? Lightning doesn't strike. That's right. Twice, ladies and gentlemen, lightning does In not strike ass. twice. The mm-hmm. Giants will be lucky to win ninety-three games. Anyways, that's going to do it for the Benches Cleared podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the 100th episode spectacular mm. with Jesse with his trifling ass saying dumb shit the whole time. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Renovation Candle Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course not. Uh, where spring candles are out. Summer candles are coming soon. Who knows? But go enjoy the spring stuff while it's here. Hit them with a jingle. Renovation candles. Spring candles don't smell like shit. This is the best one yet. That's why I figured. I worked really hard on that one. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 100 and coming on us with this journey. I I think it's a a, a good time just to reflect just for a second. Just this last year, I think we kind of like, we didn't have much of a following. And I don't think we're we're anything, you know, I don't don't think, I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, lie out there and and say we're this whatever. But I think we like tripled our audience last year. Um, So I want to, Thank you guys for for coming along with us, and you know, hopefully, we just get to keep tripling and tripling and tripling, and then you know, we we're gonna be on yeah. you know uh, Oprah and Ellen in, in a couple of years. Well, if we're if we're like anything like you think the Giants are gonna be this year, we're gonna have a million followers by the end mm. of the season. I like that. We just gotta get we we just gotta get on something. Maybe we can like slap each other through the camera, and then everyone can talk about us too. Um, we'll we'll try to set that up. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform as well as YouTube. So if you're listening on YouTube, go to your podcast platform. Just subscribe all the way. If you're listening on podcasts, go to YouTube and all the different YouTube channels that you thought you were thinking about making. Just run those numbers up. Um, yeah, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Mm, yes, do that. Leave thank us some so comments. Much. I always say it. Say who's more handsome because we already know the answer. It sure oh, shit ain't Jesse, but let mm. him know. Let them know. Yeah, and yes, and follow us on uh, Instagram Benches Clear Podcast, Twitter Benches Clear P, and TikTok Benches Cleared. And we'll see you guys at the beginning of the fucking season. Episode one hundred and one. It's almost here. <laughs> <laughs>